0: A reading from the book of Revelation. And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and all who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals, crying out, hallelujah, For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
1: A reading from the Gospel according to John. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, and truth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven
2: mistake as thou didst thy daughter Lucy, with the light of Christ, that by the merits of his passion we may be led to eternal life through the same Jesus Christ, who with thee and the Holy Ghost liveth and reigneth, one God ever and ever. in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope, that we may know thee as thou art revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of thy love. the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joys, and all for thy love's sake.
3: Welcome to Evensong at Trinity tonight. We thank you for joining us on this rather lovely December evening, lovely at least for uh, Northeastern Ohio. We're grateful for days like this as we get toward the, the middle of the month of December. Uh, Ginger wants me to make sure and uh, invite you to join us just down the hall for supper immediately after. It's Ginger's, quote, famous pasta salad, so don't pass up the opportunity to test that out. And I think there are sandwiches as well, so there's a big choice uh, tonight. There's a class afterwards, I think taught by uh, Adrienne Cook, who is an expert on enneagrams, and she will enlighten us further on that deep and fascinating uh, subject tonight. So dinner and. a chance to be further enlightened right after uh, Evensong concludes tonight. Uh, It's our pleasure, uh, as has been so often the time, uh, so often the case over these many years, to welcome the Reverend Rosalind Hughes as homilist uh, once again tonight. And uh, I have to say, uh, personally, Rosalind has graced our even songs for the entire time that I've been here at Trinity. And it is without fail. uh, uh, It makes our service just better and more beautiful and more meaningful. And uh, Rosalind is a very busy person with her own parish to look after and family. And she just had a family wedding here this weekend. So she's had a busy calendar. And personally, I want to thank you for taking time uh, in this busy season of the year to be with us uh, once again. So, Rosalind, thank you.
1: I wouldn't miss it. If there were no space between the stars, we wouldn't see their light. They shine in our vision and twinkle on our retinas because they are set against a velvet jeweler's cloth of midnight and the occasional occlusion of a cloud. The light of the world came into a world that did not recognize him amongst the jostle and hustle of human birth, rejoicing, suffering and death. But from the distance of time, we see him shine like one transfigured on the mountaintop. And against the shadowed backdrop of the empty grave, even those closest to him couldn't miss the brushstrokes of glory. Lucy, named for the light, in midwinter, light in the darkening days, stretches herself toward the light that will not be extinguished nor overcome. I learned at school from the poet and priest John Donne that Lucy's was the shortest day of the northern year, the year's midnight as he would have it. But that was before the calendar was changed and Lucy's day gained eight grains of extra time between the darkness before dawn and the gathering of nightfall. Now she sits at the cusp of the year's midnight, a week's waning before the longest night. When the calendar was changed, there were riots. Never mind the light that Lucy gained, the people had lost 11 days, and they were astonished and outraged that such a thing could happen. I suppose if one of them were your birthday, you would be rightfully aggrieved. What they didn't recognize is that whatever names and numbers we put to the days, the stars don't follow our designs, but we their dance. And that we cannot contain the turning of the world. Midnight will come and dawn will follow. The light of the world cannot be suppressed. Change is not an easy thing, even for the enlightened. It always involves loss. I say this knowing that in the background of this evening, in the shadow of the candles and the glorious lightness of music lifted up to heaven, we are a little maudlin with the knowledge that it is our last even song with Todd, that when we return next spring, our beloved Todd Wilson will be making music elsewhere. I am not about to riot, but I'll admit to feeling a little salty about it. But I remind myself, not only that I should celebrate Todd's new beginnings and new dawns and new shoots, not only that I should be grateful for the many times we have worshiped together over the years, but that all light, all music, all prayer comes from the same source, and will co-mingle on its way back to heaven. We will still be singing together in a sense wherever we are making prayer out of music. Seen from above, from a distance, the lights of a city become one, one symphony, one score of grace notes and sustaining harmony. We don't know a lot about Lucy of Syracuse, the Sicilian martyr of long ago. We see her dimly through the clouds of time, yet the way in which her day on the calendar stretches toward the light that is to come continues to illumine us. We have seen enough of shadows this year to make us shudder In the land of Jesus's birth, chaos appears to reign. In Bethlehem this season, the manger scene is surrounded, almost buried, by the rubble of war. And there are no festival lights, no trees or markets in the square outside the Christmas church. Only the kind of somber silence that accompanies the empty seat at the family table, the silence of search-and-rescue crews, the kind of silence that hopes valiantly to find signs of life beneath the architecture of death. I was reminded today, though, of a quote from the late and gracious Archbishop Desmond Tutu, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. There is a legend, and pardon me, this is a little bit gruesome. There is a legend that St. Lucy's eyes were put out before her martyrdom, and that her sight was nevertheless miraculously restored. We know that our vision is an interpretation of the light that surrounds us, and I imagine that her vision was able to return because she saw the light of the world because she had drawn close enough to Christ's light that it could not be extinguished within her. I think of the long aperture of a camera taking pictures at night. Instant to instant, our eyes see only the tiniest primpricks in the darkness, but left open to the sky. The camera is able to absorb and interpret those tiny messages into images of great light and beauty, images of hope. Lucy, whose name means light, was not herself the light, but Christ's light filled her so that nothing, not even those torturers and persecutors, nothing could touch her vision of him. Her memory no longer illuminates the longest night of the year, but accompanies us steadfastly into that darkness. While we continue through the ages to face changes and challenges, loss and life, sparks of hope and anxious moments, her legend reminds us that we have seen the changeless and unextinguishable light which shines in the darkness, that come what may, the darkness has not and will never overcome it. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whom saints and angels delight to worship in heaven, be ever present with your servants who seek through music to perfect the praises offered by your people on earth and grant to them even now glimpses of your beauty and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I invite you to join with me in prayer number two. Be present, Spirit of God, within us, your dwelling place and home, that this house may be one where all darkness is penetrated by your light, all troubles calmed by your peace, all evil redeemed by your love, All pain transformed in your suffering, and all dying glorified in your risen life. Amen. the peace of God that passes understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of God's Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, almighty creator, Christ and Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Mm